0: of beta i'm like out of bed that's right
1: they are <laughs> all the all the wensings are up and at them now thanks to our early morning podcast recording yeah and yeah. i'm on
0: vacation this week and i'm literally in bed recording this
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great man I'm glad, I'm glad you're able to be in bed at wait what time is it over there uh
0: it's uh, almost four in the afternoon
1: okay
0: the it's the Danish summer. You may be able to hear the ambient sound of rain on the window.
1: Hmm.
0: Sounds it's, pleasant. Uh, yeah. It's, how it's always the summer in Denmark is not, uh, the summer in Denmark is very similar to the summer in Scotland. There's um, a reason why people go to Italy or Spain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the picture on Google earth or Google maps, uh, of where you were going. And it was this really picturesque dry looking place, but I'm guessing that they chose that picture because it puts it in the best light.
0: (laughs) To be fair, it's actually been pretty good this week. We've been swimming almost every day. Nice. Like having dinner outside But today. It's raining. So it's great for podcasting. Cool. Great. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, maybe I should just do my updates first since, uh, I haven't, it hasn't been the most productive week, even though I've tried to like cram in some calls here and there.
1: Yeah, you're not good at vacation. You said.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I'm pretty bad. Yesterday, I had two or three calls. Today, I have two. <laughs> but that's what <laughs> you I'm want to be doing. My I'm driving my family nuts, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to be really quiet right now as well. I think that maybe you will be able to hear some Danish mumbling in the background as well. Perfect.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, what have you been up to?
0: Yeah, on the maker front, I was working on a. I think of it more like a side project. Um, I I kind of touched on it last week that I'm uh, I'm kind of working on an integration with one of the hosting companies. Um, but it's uh it's almost like an R and D project right now. So uh, I thought it would make for a good vacation morning project. Um, yeah. So the thing, the crazy thing is, or yeah, I'm building something that's... Uh, I am i don't know when this is going to be in production, but right now um, I feel like I'm a little bit insane, but uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> so this hosting company, they have a command line tool that's pretty awesome, uh, but they don't have an API. Usually hosting companies don't have APIs, um, but some of them do have uh, command line interfaces. Um, so basically this week I've built uh, basically a small Docker-based service that basically can run commands against their command line interface and then turn it into an API response for my app to consume, which is quite insane, but it, it actually it works. So right now I'm able to like list all your sites on this host and like connect really easily to a site. And so I'll be able to like suggest a basic pipeline based on the project you choose and set up all the environment variables and stuff like that. Wow. So it's really cool. And it's like, it's becoming really obvious why you need a dedicated WordPress uh, CI service because like Travis CI or Circle CI or anyone else is not gonna build like a command line interface wrapper service around like some small WordPress hosting company. And <laughs> um, but I can do that because I'm crazy.
1: You're crazy. <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say um in a nice in the nicest way man um, yeah that's awesome though it's I mean, gonna be top, so cool yeah, yeah that's that's some cool um skunkworks stuff right there um, which may end up being production code for you
0: yeah i mean it's, it's great. pretty. it it's pretty it's working pretty well right now Um just need to make sure that it's it scales just a little bit mm and um, so that's yeah. awesome that's one cool. project uh i've just been like trying to fix a few bucks as well like i, I want to try like as soon as someone reports a bug i just want to be on top of it as soon as possible mm. just to kind of keep people happy these early days yep um and then i started adding um sort of like an enforcement of um how much people you can use the product um like when they're on a trial they have a certain amount of builds Um so i'm kind of like starting to show like how many bills they have left and kind of nagging them to get on a paid plan and so yeah more like almost like business it's almost like a manager stuff but yeah uh, it requires yeah. some uh, engineering
1: yeah that's great and you you settled on builds as uh, the right dimension um pretty easily so far
0: okay well it's like the main it's like the main cost factor mm. Mm like the more like the minutes it could be the minutes as well but like i just like builds more um and i have a pretty good idea of like the average build for like a pretty standard wordpress project Um, so i'm able to like know pretty well how much like certain usage is going to cost me
1: Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not builds yeah And it's not builds per month it's it's cumulative right
0: Um, so on the paid plans, it's built per month, but on the trial, it's just a certain amount of bills that they get. So it's like, they're kind of like counting down towards, um, like a paid plan. Uh, And I think it makes sense because like the nature of a CI tool is that as soon as it's hooked up to your GitHub account, it's gonna like be in your face all the time, basically. So like every time you open a pull request or every time you commit something, you're going to see like basically an indication of, from the CI service about how that build went. Right. Um, and as, like, as soon as you have connected to branch, like when you've committed 50 times to GitHub, your, your trial is over basically. And mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't really, it didn't make sense, at least in my opinion, to say like seven days or a month because it's. Right. Like the value is there after a certain amount of bills. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, that's what I'm going with
1: right now. That's great. I mean, it's really nice that you have this very obvious um, inevitable dimension that you can, it's going to grow. If they're, if they're, if they're going to convert, it's going to grow and you don't have to, you don't have to do anything or, I mean, you skip over that whole question of, oh, is it seven days, 14 days, 30 days? Like, what's the right trial length? Yeah. It's like, um, no, you have one goal, get them to build and and do more of those. That's, that's really right nice. Now,
0: right now in my analytics, I don't, like, until you have a green build, like a successful build, I don't count you as trialing. So you're sort of like, just like a, mm. someone who signed up, but I don't really count you as a user until you have, a green build because you're not you haven't seen any value yet um, and you aren't like actively using the product or getting value from it but as soon as you have a green build i know okay like now this account is like set up and it's gonna run now and it's gonna like keep running until they run out of builds and
1: that's really cool that it makes me think like the that's great i mean figuring out a freemium model would be huge and obviously in the developer space that does seem to be you know maybe maybe even the standard or the norm um, versus the exception so um, that's excellent and especially in your world in that world the odds that that developer has a credit card and is ready to go and all that are really low so it's a great entry point
0: even like when they run out of builds like i can they don't even have to, like, go look in branch to see that, like, they ran out of builds. Like, I can I can indicate that. So I could mark, like, all future builds as pending on GitHub, or I could even mark them as failed, so they have, like, a little red uh, cross next to the commit message. Wow. Um, so they can see that, like, the, the CI system is not running right now, and then they can, like, see the error message, which would be, well, you're not paying for it to run.
1: Yeah, that's um, great. I... Man, that, that makes my gears turn. Um, I'll save it, but uh, that's uh, it's a really that's a really cool update. Um, so, yeah, congrats on on the progress, even while on vacation. Is there uh, yeah. other aspects to your vacation you want to share with the world?
0: <laughs> um, I want to mention some manager stuff. Uh, yesterday, I had a few meetings, um, and I want to pluck your uh, enterprise sales wisdom from last week. Oh um if people want to check that out, I published it as a little trailer as well for the episode so if they look in the podcast feed for episode six trailer that's like the the raw <laughs> sales advice that you gave me and uh, I just kind of want to report back that it went really well yeah i I said literally what you told me to say and their answer was literally what you say it would be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know we're all programmed in a way so yeah, uh, yeah what can, what was that like i told in, them in concrete terms yeah yeah yeah
0: i told them that after like we spoke for a while and they talked about like their setup in travis ci and i talked about branch and like what would be possible i told them that i would love to have them on board like in theory but i was kind of hesitant um cause I knew that there were probably going to be a lot of things that we hadn't touched on. So like maybe they would be disappointed when they try- actually tried it out. Cause like there may be like a bunch of stuff they need that's not available yet. um, And maybe we didn't touch that. Like when we were talking like their use case over and then they almost like interrupted me and said like, Hey, like you may think that we are really, you know, sophisticated in what we do, but like most of our projects are pretty basic and it's like, Pretty simple stuff, so I'm sure we can do that already. And I was like,
1: "Yeah, ding."
0: <laughs> that's what Matt said they would say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, you know that's under underutilization or under consumption, maybe of the current solution that they have. Hmm. Um, it's overkill, or you know, it's it's not a great fit for them, and you're 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 discovering that it's not a great fit for them. And Mm. I wonder, I wonder if you get close enough to them over time and they do work with you, it'd be really interesting to go back and find out, you know, how that sale went with that incumbent, whether they thought they were going to use things that they didn't use. I mean, that's actually stuff you could ask next is once you get a little bit farther along in the, in this and you know, they're going to choose you or work with you. Yeah, you Yeah. Digging into those things and finding out what, why they maybe didn't end up using those things uh, would be interesting. Yep. But congrats, man. That's <laughs> good news. Yeah.
0: It was fun. I had a good day yesterday and um, good calls. Like had a ton of good conversations with people and yeah, then finally I'd just been like trying to plan for the trip next week, which is I'm going to Minneapolis with all the other tiny seed people except you, which is sad. Um, Sorry, but yeah, maybe I'll be able to uh, record some stuff over there with some of our peers.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity. Grab a, yeah. grab a non-local local, or maybe a local local. If it's Rob. Yeah, who knows? Put the cool. mic so, to them.
0: What about you? Are you? Uh, do you have something to share for the past week?
1: <laughs> what about me? So this was um, supposed to be a Maker Week, and it was. So nice. that was very nice. You promised
0: us a Maker update last week.
1: Yeah. And I I have it. So I had a maybe put it in concrete terms. Uh, SimSAS originally started as a pretty almost academic tool in the sense of business model design and creation and forecasting that was purely based on assumptions and simulation. The you know the thought of connecting to an actual metrics provider like a ProfitWell or um, even Stripe which I tried and and bare metrics. That was kind of a an assumption that they would look at those numbers and then plug them into the tool. But like I wouldn't be launching with an API connection. So mm-hmm. uh, that changed once I realized how powerful it would be for people to be able to do that. And also, it just streamlined the onboarding from hey enter you know these twelve data points from your metrics dashboard uh, into hey click this button, enter an API key, and hit go and you know, I'll take care of the rest. So mm-hmm. it really brought to life this whole other side of the product, which is trends and essentially extending just numerically extending I'm using more advanced statistics than just, you know, a straight line or, or an exponential curve, all of your existing KPIs. So it's like this whole other part of the product that's now the front end of it, uh, or, or the initial, you know, first couple of minutes of onboarding is all about that. What was, uh, so what it's created though is a little bit of a uh, technical debt every couple weeks, where you know I work on that part and I make certain assumptions about the other part, and then I have mm. to go back and you know fix fix the other part because those assumptions have changed. And I had left it in a state when I went on vacation where, um, you know, the original part of the system became dependent on having those metrics connected, mm-hmm. and. I didn't want that. I, I did want to give people the option of saying, I don't have a metrics provider or I just want to enter raw assumptions or data. Let me skip this step. And that was broken. So I um, needed to fix the onboarding flow. And uh, good thing is when you're in such a small you know, private beta, as long as the three people that are subscribing weren't affected, it was fine. So I kind of left it in a broken state, <laughs> went mm-hmm. on vacation. And then I came back knowing that I had some some work to do. And Last week was all about uh, manager and sales uh, conversations. I didn't get to work on it then, so I just felt bad. (laughs) Um, The maker in me felt bad at the end of last week, but I was really excited to start and started diving into that Monday. Uh, It went great. Tuesday went really well. It actually went so well that I was able to work on some direct feedback from one of my uh, first subscribers and launch that on Wednesday morning. And yeah, so not only did I get the technical debt sufficiently paid off, I was able to work on a, uh, so I met with him on Monday morning at 9 a.m. Central. And he told me how he had tried to use SimSaaS at the end of June uh, to make some pretty important decisions and and do some reporting to to his higher ups, um, to his, you know, exec team around growth in the business and therefore because he really tried to use it in a real you know operational setting he had some very um, concrete feedback of hey on this screen you know you should show this and for these charts you should do this or i he didn't say it that way he actually said you know i'm not telling you how to design your product but if you did this Mm -hmm. like it would be so much more valuable for me and he's really humble about it but as soon as it came out, you know, as soon as he said it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, of course, that's what I should have done in the first place. So loved, loved it. Uh, it's was like, I don't need to talk to anybody else about this. Like, this is definitely a good change. So yeah. I made that change, rolled it out, and shared it with him on Wednesday. So it was literally 48 hours after he made the suggestion. <laughs> and it was just great because he got back within a few hours the same day, you know, just saying, this is this is amazing. He, he uh he loved it and you know he said it was a huge step up in value which made me feel as you can imagine pretty pretty dang great um yeah man so that was that was beautiful and uh then <laughs> the rest of the story is and a few few more um you know a few more really quick you know kind of 20 30 minute meetings um but the rest of the week i've just been coding so heads down in the in the software. Um, they introduce. You know some some bugs with some of the changes I made earlier in the week. Fixed those actually early this morning. Um, I get up at five a.m. So I've actually was writing code before this podcast, um, and I feel like you we were writing the code. And... sorry, oh and yeah, you
0: were also being really active on Twitter.
1: I was having a good Twitter morning. <laughs> you
0: were. I was uh, really enjoying what came out this morning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it's funny. Um, I. Here I am, you know, writing code and testing to see if the functionality that I'm creating is working and the output of that, of those tests is actually interesting. <laughs> like yeah. like the, the test output itself is fun and, and informative. And so I, I just basically took a screenshot of like <laughs> what should be a unit test <laughs> output <Yeah. laughs> or an integration test output and said like, oh, look at this chart. This is interesting. Um,
0: That's why shipping is so important. Like you just, you get so much yeah. traction and content and there's just yeah. like a big value from code yeah. and, and trying out stuff and playing around with your own tools and like doing crazy experiments and stuff like that
1: yeah absolutely and and simsass is a content machine i mean a content yeah. engine it just cranks out content so like every yeah. forecast is may or may not be interesting but i i, I find a lot of them interesting especially since mm-hmm. You know, in a theoretical world, it's like this isn't my business. But you know, this morning I tweeted out a chart that showed the growth of a of a early stage SaaS company, and it had a close rate or trial conversion rate of twenty to thirty percent. It had a decent virality in terms of just referrals. Um, It had a pretty good long term retention rate of you know ten percent of subscribers stick around forever, um, which is uh, which is also really uh average you could say average to good mm. um and yet despite all of that it was like this business that plateaus once you get to like 20 21 22 23 months like it mm. just stops growing because you know the the funnel that the number of leads coming in the top is not enough to offset churn and mm. like you look at that chart and you know <laughs> nobody sits down before they launch their business and draws that chart. Mm. <laughs> nobody says, you know, nobody says I want to plateau when I grow up. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it, it was fun. Uh, sent that out and yeah, I got some good little traction and uh, wrapped that up. I actually pushed that out uh, and deployed to Heroku just before uh, we got on this podcast. And yeah, uh, that gets me to a state of, see feature completeness now where uh the next week and the week following are going to be all about um maybe the next getting the next three customers subscribed um, nice. but i already have them on trial um, or i'm in conversations with them so i don't have to do any more new qualification or inbound discussions um, although I, I i still may um, we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes but then it should again next week should be a 90 percent I'm hoping maker week where it's all about testing and writing tests and, um, getting, getting to the point of feeling really, really good about all the functionality that's there and making what's there better and making it work nice. better as opposed to adding new stuff. Um, but I do, I do have a roadmap for new stuff. Uh, I think I'm just going to push it out to late August or September before I work on it.
0: Finding that uh, technical depth is so important. I, uh, I remember a quote from Rob, um, him and Derek did like a two hour, audio documentary about launching drip and i just remember a quote from rob where he's like you know when the app is in a bad state i'm in a bad state
1: <laughs> mm, absolutely that's, that's yeah my, true. my psychology tracks pretty well with the with the maker um the but the manager is the one that gets excited when he you know talks to people and, and finds out how much they love it or you know finds out somebody else wants to buy it i mean the highs that the manager gets, if you want to look at it that way, are, are really high. (laughs) Um, The manager here is a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually a quick comment on the whole maker manager paradigm. I'm, I'm reading, reading very slowly through this book called, um, artful thinking, um, Mm -hmm. artful thinking. Yeah. I I think that's the title. I could, might get that wrong. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a book I picked up at a local bookstore um, and it's uh, pretty new. But um, the author gets into the same kind of description and um, she goes so far back as to talk about uh, Da Vinci um, mm-hmm. commenting that like every, every studio like has the easel and the canvas but then a lot of them, and um, probably more historical. Uh, and I'm, I haven't walked into many studios lately that where people are painting. But um, <laughs> but you could picture like in, you know last time you saw one depicted somewhere or somehow. Um, there's often like a, a high back chair or a chair somewhere in that studio, not for the person to sit on while they're painting, but like away from the work. And the comment was that was a chair that they would. You know, they would paint, they would work, and then they would go back to that chair and sit and kind of look at the work from a distance mm. and think about it from the standpoint of not each brushstroke or even that flow of being at the easel, but more from a big picture of how does this fit the rest of my collection? How is this turning out? How is this shaping up? And Da Vinci had a trick where apparently he would um, use a mirror and he would look he would look at his work through a mirror when he was doing that so that he could see Mm -hmm. so he could just see it differently like the he basically changed did that to change the frame and say like if i have if i've been biased in a way or i've been you know looking at it a certain way like you suddenly it's no longer new information and like your brain will start to ignore it as 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 if it's noise right but you may be missing signal so he would he would look through a mirror at his own work and decide you know is it still as good from this from from this perspective. Um, and I think, he, yeah, the manager gets a lot of flack, but I think that actually is, it's, it's mission critical.
0: Are you going to say that he's a, he's working on his business instead of in his business?
1: I mean, that's the same, yeah, the same idea, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny that that phrase comes up at business of software conference a mm. lot um, because there's mm. a lot of people who go there who want to, be working more on their businesses and speaking of speaking of, but it it, it is interesting how you look at like Paul Graham's essay and the manager does get a lot of flack because it's also seen as like the enemy. We said in last episode, like the enemy of the maker and it's a zero sum game and all that. But I think done well, it's, it creates direction and strategy that makes your maker efforts worthwhile. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you, speaking of business of software, I completely forgot about that. This should be like the first first thing I mentioned here. <laughs> you're you're going to be a
1: speaker again. Yeah. I am excited yes. and a little nervous.
0: Um, well, they I, brought you back.
1: <laughs> I did a lightning talk last year. And okay. I, you know, that, that is the slides move forward automatically thing. And uh, there's a video of it online. But that was that was insane. Um, I I, I loved it though the adrenaline got rushing and um, I did a lot of breathing beforehand though (laughs) Um, but it it went well I loved it and uh, yeah Mark was really kind and gracious enough to extend the offer to do a full length talk this year so I'm going to be talking uh, about none other than business forecasting
0: and they had a few other lesser known entrepreneurs (laughs) there as well like Rahul from Superhuman and Dan Martel and Folks yeah. Like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Steli FD. Oh yeah. Just, just a few minor leaguers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, on, honestly the talk's great and all, but the fact that I get to have dinner with Steli, I mean, what, what more could I ask for? <laughs> so looking forward well, to that. That's uh, the... awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah. I have but... a few minutes
0: uh, yep. left and there was something that we wanted to talk about last week that we didn't have time for. And, uh, I want to squeeze it in this time. Um, so on Twitter a few weeks ago, Brianne Kimmel tweeted something that you replied to, and she said, request for podcast interviews with startup founders working on their second, third or fourth company. Which employees stick around? Which investors continue to back you? And, uh, and it somehow looked like it resonated with you because you're in that situation. You had a company before this one, you had investors, you had employees, um, mm-hmm. and you decided to do it again.
1: Yeah. um, And I did decide to do it again. This is a whole, I won't turn this into a whole another episode, but uh, I am learning, I'm learning a lot about the world by doing it again. Um, Sometimes to the point of of thinking, you know, wow, it, 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 there is so much knowledge you acquire doing it the first time that you can apply the second time around. Um, it's really got my brain <laughs> uh, turning. But to answer those questions specifically, I have been really fortunate that um, a number of investors in my previous um, company, which is still running, by the way, of course, um, I hired a CEO to replace me for those that don't know, but uh, I have spoken to, um, not because I you know, reached out to them proactively and said, hey, I'm working on this new thing. Um, although I did do the, the tweet launch <laughs> and and some of them uh, heard about it but um they've been really supportive and excited I th- and and if i had to give a reason it would be um i think part of it is just i communicated a lot with them during my first business uh mm. i i sent monthly updates for the f- um you know sometimes i would miss a month and sometimes i'd be a, few, a couple weeks late but um Like clockwork, I sent monthly updates every month for years. um, Nice to them, yeah. And you know, they didn't always include really clear and clean metrics and all of that because I was still figuring that out too. But uh, but always reported on you know the state of the business, how it's going, what we need next. And I think I built, even though I didn't get replies from them um, all the time, and and most a lot of times I didn't get any replies. You know, turned out later I had a number of them tell me. You know, I always read every update. You know and mm. um yeah that which was so that was really cool and i think um that's one thing to take away is if you're a first-time founder for sure don't underestimate the value of those updates in terms of the credibility and the reputation that builds for you as a founder um, with those people who will be there you know if there is a next time so um so that's been good and i do have uh, uh one investor and i reported this on one of our earlier episodes um I have two investors in SimSass um, one of them is Tiny Seed of course and uh, the other is uh, an investor that um, got involved in, in Risk Pulse very early on so that was uh, that was cool and uh, I'm talking to other ones as well and then on the employee side you know I'm still a company of one um, but you know good relationships with everyone on the team and um, you know different different connections and relationships I have uh, you never know how they're going to play out and I've had a fair number of folks uh, reach out to me since i started something new saying hey i was you know a big fan of what you did at storm pulse and um would love to if, if you ever need anyone you know i'd love to i'd love to know <laughs> um so some inbound talent uh which is flattering and and also super valuable i mean um that's that's hard to do is recruiting so uh, i really appreciate it but yeah this is a topic i'd love to talk more about uh, over time but appreciate the question and yeah, I don't know if also that your first brings any thoughts to fail. you. Yeah, and <laughs> that you that helps it really. Yeah, no, um, no exit to speak of, uh, right now, um, but you never, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But it did get to, and has gotten to, and it's still growing. Um, you know, but I mean, you're still in millions in revenue and still involved. Yeah, uh, board member and advisor and. Um, I, most people will call it a success and actually I'll never forget uh, one of um, my investors in that business uh, was Chris and Natalie of Wildbit and um, wonderful people, a wonderful company and you know, I was one of their first and, and few angel investments which blew me away and they, they actually met me at a talk that I gave in Miami way back in the day, maybe it was 2011 or something. Um, but I remember Natalie came up to me afterwards and based on just the story I had told at that point, she said, you know, I said, oh, i can't wait to make this a success, you know, successful or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by that time I already had customers and, and subscribers and it was, it was growing. And she like looked at me, she's like, you're already a success. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, like those are good people and those are the kind of investors you want to have. Um, so I was really, really fortunate. Uh, to have that. But, um, but you're right. It also, I I didn't
0: mean to say that it wasn't a success. I was just saying that you didn't have like a, you didn't leave the company in like bad faith or you didn't sell the company or anything like that. You're still like taking responsive responsibility for the company and still running and still a great business. So like, why wouldn't they stick around and why wouldn't they be interested in, in learning about what you're doing now? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. And, um, a lot of them were angel investors too. So you just end up building, uh, you know a different relationship maybe than an institution um and then even the you know institutional investors involved um i, I still communicate with them so it's it's all it's all good and that's that's also you know a, a lot of context there because not everybody that's on their second thing necessarily um had some measure of success but i do think back to communication part you know you gotta bootstrapping your reputation is the mm. most important thing that you're building. The first time around, e- even more important than the financial success or how that goes, because you just can't control everything, and you never know what's going to happen. But reputation really is everything, and and you know the the thing I'm learning behind the scenes here of my mind as I go through the second time is it's an unfair advantage to have a reputation in this world, which is a very small world that we live in of startups um oh yeah it's it's big but it's small (laughs) yeah Yeah. so reputation is is everything so build that you know no matter what happens with the business and i think um, you'll be able to benefit from it later
0: i'm someone who could see myself have another company in the future um so this is great advice
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you're doing well and uh you know branch is gonna be a huge success anyway uh but you know you can also be a huge success and um, if people don't treat people right then it doesn't really matter does it so yeah it'll backfire but yeah thanks for the questions good and stuff. uh we look forward to more
0: yeah i think this uh this deserves at least a whole episode so we'll probably get back to it sounds good <laughs> well i think i'll go back and see if i can uh do some more vacation then
1: yeah good for you uh tr- <laughs> try that <laughs> and uh i'll get back to coding to the code dungeon yes love it (laughs) cool man all right peter take care you too